This is the MIBTOnline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTOnline.com. Now, here's the show. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Tim Kiefer, MIBTOnline.com. We are... Uh, here for our weekly meeting. Well, we haven't been weekly. We missed last week because uh, I had uh, had a little jaw work that was done. But obviously, I'm talking, so uh, hopefully, everything worked out and it's still working itself out enough. So I, I hope today, you know, we're we I think we've got our new website, everything worked out. But we are streaming this on YouTube, right? We're streaming on mibtonline.com. We're trying to get everywhere. So you know, another another freebie for those out there who. Uh, who enjoy football education. But we're getting to the end of the season for a lot of people across the country. And then we're gonna take a little bit of a break and then boom, in January, uh, you got, you're gonna have California start in January. Uh, you're gonna have, I think, you know, Oregon's talking about it, Washington, but then in March, you're gonna have Nevada and Illinois and maybe some other states. So football, a lot of football still yet to be played as they're counting all the votes here, you know, in the presidential election, same thing. A lot of football to be played still around the country. So hopefully uh, uh, you're, you're going to stay with us. Hopefully if you've worked, you're getting ready for the playoffs. I think we got Stan he's with us, Stan Brown. He's going to talk about he's working a playoff game. So how about that? So we're going to get things uh, rolling here uh, right off the bat. So let me, uh, let me start our, uh, our PowerPoint. So uh, I was making sure we were doing the stream. So now we're ready to go. So many, many moves, November 4th. Okay, so today our, our meeting, we're going to have some announcements as we do. Play of the week from last week, which we did do. We're going to continue to do the plays of the week. Even though it might be off, we're going to continue. We'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. But we have the play of the week we're going to talk about. We're going to have a couple discussion plays. We'll have the play of the week for this week. And then uh, maybe we'll do the call-in if people are interested. If we got people out there watching, we'll try that out again. We, we do it every week. Uh, website update we talked about. Everything should be good now. Everybody hopefully is getting, you know, they're you know, logging in and updating. Hopefully everything's going well. We're going to continue to build on this website. You're gonna see new things and new designs, so just stick with us. Here's our meeting schedule, just kinda of update everybody. We've got our next meeting, isn't for about a month, December 2nd. We're gonna take off the holidays, go through December uh, 2nd, which is our Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central. We'll do another one on December 16th, and then we're going to restart everything up on January 6th for our weekly meetings to catch the Californians and everybody else who wants to talk football and get ready for our spring season here in Illinois or in Nevada or wherever else. So, and in fact, if you're done with the season, you can just join us and get ready for the next season. How about it? Plays of the week, like I said, will continue. So you wanna check us out. They will continue and we'll take the polls and we'll kinda, like we did this last week, we'll grab Lamagne, maybe we'll gra guess, uh, grab a guest panelist or something like that to discuss the play. We might pull Robert and heck, maybe we'll even give Alex a shot and see what he says from time to time. So. <laughs> All right, let's go to, we're going to go to the play of the week, but before I do that, let's uh, bring in the panel. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have Bill Lamagne with us this week. Hopefully, he'll be back with us next time. Uh, Bill's uh, uh, working on some stuff, but you've, you've seen Bill. Bill's been on the air a lot lately uh, on his game of the week, and he's going to be on the Oregon-Stanford game this week. So you want to catch him. Uh, I believe it's at uh, uh, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, 7.30 Eastern, a, uh, ABC game in a week. You want to check him. He'll be on that game. So if you miss Bill tonight, you can go hear him on Saturday. But I want to first welcome in uh, Mike Billica. 
Hey, Mike, thanks for joining us. You got any news? You got anything to share with us? Well, I got my first delivery of the swag, which is always great to have. And um, yeah, we're playing that private high school league here. And uh, for regular regulation state, um, both in Massachusetts and Connecticut, they're starting up in late February, early March. And there's a five to six week tackle football season planned in the spring. Well, there you go. So you'll be ready with us in the spring, too. So, Mike, appreciate uh, you being here. And then we're going to bring in the Alabama man himself. He's got a, a playoff game this week. He got his swag, too. Yeah, there it is. M-I-B-T. Stan Brown. Stan, how are you doing today? Oh, all good, Tim. Yeah, we are um, first round of playoffs uh, start Friday night. And um, I've got uh, a great game locally at a, at a big venue, uh, top level classification uh, game. So hopefully it will be a competitive one. And this is where we start mixing in uh, crewmates from different associations. So um, it's always sort of interesting to see uh, some of the nuances on how to put a crew together with that. But right, uh, you got to move your, you got to move your camera down. We've got the great thing. Now we're, we want to see that new haircut, that new do. All right, there we go. Nice job. Nice job, Stan. And last but not least, he's in studio tonight, six feet away. Robert Yabar, man in the chat and man in the, the, uh, the text. We'll get the text line up there. Hey, Robert, give us an update uh, on apparel. I, we should be getting uh, the opening up the uh, store here again here soon, right? That's right. Uh, wear the apparel strong. Uh, MIBT, I get a lot of compliments on it. We have a lot of great brands, Under Armour, Nike, you name it. And uh, it's readily available on our apparel login. We're going to open up the store. Uh, we're going to announce it tonight, but that should open up tomorrow. So if you want any of this apparel, you can do that. And we want you to call in tonight, though. We <laughs> want to engage you guys into the meeting tonight. For example, what are your thoughts on that Monday night game with the Buccaneers and the Giants where they had pass interference and then they picked up the flag for a game decider? What are your thoughts on that? I want to hear from you. Right. I mean, even if we don't show the play, it's great to talk. You know, maybe, we'll, we'll, like I said, we're going we're gonna to activate that later. We'll see you who wants to call in and, and jump around and talk. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get on with the meeting. Uh, all the pleasantries are done. So play of the week for this past week. So we're going to go wide on it right now. And we're going to just run it through. It's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward play. They, uh, they break the formation here. They go out. And then they're going to get a lot, of, a lot of craziness here. Some people move, this or that. No flag on the play. Nothing was called. So here is the results of the play. Is this an illegal shift? That came in 50%. False start, 33%. Or legal, 17%. So here's some comments. This is from Joe M. I'm going with the legal shift since player did not set for one second after moving. If hand was on the ground, I believe it would have been a false start. Dave B, lots wrong here, but I shut it down with a false start on the uh, right wing. Steve R, it's both. Back goes in motion, and then left tackle goes into a three-point stance, illegal shift. Then the right flanker moves forward early. False start, shut it down for dead ball, false start, less problems that way. All right, so we're gonna, I'm going to get out of the PowerPoint here. We're going to go to the play itself, and we're going to, kind of walk it through and break it down. So we'll go wide on the play again. And this time we have our, our we'll go wide on it. Well, this is where we have our telestrator. So obviously there's a lot of things that are, that are happening here. So everybody is set here for a second. Now we have to remember in high school football, th there's a difference in college. 
In college football, they have to be set for one second. If everybody's not set, then it's, they consider it a false start. In high school, they don't have that rule. So if people aren't set or moving, you could have a, an illegal shift, you could have an illegal motion, but it doesn't matter. Everybody right now is set for a second. So we've met that restriction. So right now, if they were to snap the ball, we would be legal. So that, you know, going through our pre-snap uh, routine, that's number one. So then now we're going to walk it through and see what happens. So now we've got a motion man. So we're good on the motion man initially. The motion man going is fine because he's going parallel and he's moving away from the line of scrimmage. So your question is, is that you're going to look at this, the, the left tackle right there. That's our first issue. Does the left tackle, does his hand go down before the snap while that player is in motion. I'll do it one more time. While that player is in motion, does the hand go down? So that's, that is issue number one. Is that enough for a, an illegal shift? Now, issue number two, we're going to go back and we're going to see, we're going to look up here at the flanker at the top of the screen. Does this player move early? So going it through, I mean, I'm telling you right now, that is bang, bang. So bang, bang, is it enough? I guess that comes down to judgment. But he does move a smidgen early. But if you got to go frame by frame, I don't know if we want to always call that. But we do have some issues to discuss. So I'm going to start this off with Mike. Mike, you, you see the, that play. Well, we're going to first start off with the potential legal shift. How strict are you going to be on that tackle who goes down late with the guy in motion. Is that a talk to? Are you flagging that right away? How are you going to handle that? Um, you know, a lot of teams will do that, especially when they change up the count and decide to go on an earlier cadence. Say they decide to go on set and the whole offensive line is coordinated and on set they go down. And I'll tell the quarterback very early in the, uh, in, in the game, I'll try to tell them in the first quarter, I'll let it go the first time. It's not fooling anybody. But that is a shift. You got to let make sure the linemen are set before you send your guy in motion. Um, if this, if I haven't warned him, that's on me. I got to be preventative on this because it's not a big, it's not a material thing right here. But it is technically a shift, so I'm going to want to talk to them. Well, and it's interesting you use because I was just going to say that technically, when we start saying, well, technically, a lot of times we we might be over officiating it. But you're right; it is technically a shift. And do we let it go the first time? Now, I look at it as maybe like it's a talk to initially because you're right. Nobody's really gaining an advantage. So the next part of this, and we're going to go to Stan on this one. So the next part of this is that does a, the, that flanker back move just a second early? And Stan, if we've got to go frame by frame, are, are we going to just say, okay, it might have been, been just a little bit early, but do we really want to call something like that? Or, or do you? I mean, how's your judgment on when you, see a, when you see a play like that? I know a lot of times you work referee, but you can see that from the referee too. Well, and, and that's just my point. From the referee position, I'm not going to see that, that potential shift probably from that lineman's arm going down. Uh, but I am going to catch – my eye is going to catch that flanker um, jumping just a tad early. And I tell you, it's it's tough. I mean, sometimes you go, wait a minute, what did I just see? Uh, did I see him leave early? It was just that quick. And, you know, if it's a false start, you got to kill that thing so it's a dead ball. And if you let it continue to go, well, let's just play football. But that's the one that caught my eye is that flanker left just a hair early. 
And if I'm on my toes and focus what I should be doing, then I should have a flag for that because that is an advantage. Okay, so Robert, you're, you see a play like this. I'm sure there's been some chatter in there, some, some feedback. What, it, what is your thoughts personally? And then tell me some stuff that's going on in the chat room. All right, great. Uh, as far as my thoughts on this, I actually support everyone's answer here. It, it, it depends on the, on the dynamic of the game you're officiating. I can certainly see a flag for a legal shift because there was an illegal shift. I can see, uh, just like Steve mentioned in one of the uh, responses in his comments, he would shut it down because there's a lot of movement. Shut it down. I'm, I'm going to totally support all those decisions. Now, as a seasoned veteran here and trying to officiate the play, and I, I was surprised looking at the, uh, the defensive team sideline. They're, the, the, they're right there on the near side. They're dressed in red there in the coaching staff. They never flinched. They never got excited or got in the ear of uh, the wing official, which is surprising in Illinois. God, those wing officials get abused saying, oh, my God, he moved, he moved, he moved. Uh, but, okay, so my response to all this is breathe it out. If we can uh, have an, an opportunity for a talk to early in the first quarter uh, to clean this up, let's do that. That's my position on it. Now, as far as the comments from uh, our viewers, I want them to comment. I want you to share your viewpoints on it. But, Tim, I haven't heard from them yet. Okay, well, I guess everybody's kind of happy with what we're saying. Uh, I agree with, with Robert. I mean, this is a judgment call. And if you believe, like, and kind of go also going back to what Mike said, if you've already talked to those guys about going down and about shifting, then you call it. I don't think it has a great advantage. Uh, they're not really gaining an advantage. It's one of those where I do want to talk to you the first time. As far as the possible false start, it's judgment. If you've got it, you got it. You call it. If you don't, you don't. I know if I got this sent in to me, it would be harder to maybe to defend a, the, the shift because like Mike said, it's technically an illegal shift. I probably could talk about it and say why maybe it wasn't called. But the false start, I can say, hey, it's frame by frame, bang, bang. We're going to let a bang, bang go. I can defend it either way. Or I can say, hey, it moved early. Film shows it. So just be consistent with what you're going to do. And if you're going to call this, you know, that type of a movement, a false start, you better call it first quarter to the fourth quarter. That's all. Um, I, would have, I don't have any issue with the crew that did not call, but I would ask them. I would say, did you see all of this? And did you make the judgment that you were going to pass on it? So, all right, well, that's it for the play of the week. So we'll have our, another play here later. So let's go to uh, our discussion plays of the, of the week now. So our first play, and this is kind of going to be a hodgepodge of stuff. So just kind of bear with us. And these were all plays sent in, uh, either from uh, Mike from, from Pennsylvania or you know, Stan sent a couple of these in. So we've got a lot of, lot of these plays that were sent in. So thank you for doing that. Continue to send us your plays and we'll continue to discuss them. So, all right, we're gonna go wide on this play. And this is, a, we're gonna get two views of this. We're gonna start out with the side view. We're gonna get an end zone shot too. Um, this is an, a, a defensive illegal substitution. And so right now, a potential, I should say. So you're looking at, you know, you wanna count. You're seeing what's going on. The offense is coming to the line of scrimmage. You can see them coming up. So now you've got, the defense looks a little bit confused and Right now, you've got, so we're going to count how many players we have. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So we're good. So if you're the back judge, we're good. So now we're going to continue to let this play out. Now what's going to happen? There might be another player that comes in. 
This coach down here, okay? This coach, and this has got, there's seven on the, or seven officials on this game. This coach down here comes and is discussing the call with the side judge or the field judge, depending on what half it is. Now, remember, we counted them. So now, our field judge kills it, okay? He kills it and walks in. So I want to go, I want to go, I'm going to switch views on this, and I'm going to show you the end zone shot. Let me, let me get to the end zone shot here real quick. And I want you to, to see it from, oops, this is, this is a different play. We'll get to that play in a minute because that's a similar play. But my question is, if we're counting and we're going through our mechanics, that should never happen, right? Robert, you're a back judge. I know you're not on the sideline, and this is different, but what if you were a line judge, and you also count the defense as a line judge in five most, in most mechanics, and you've got a coach who's yelling at you, is that going to make you count again? Is that going to rattle you? How are you going to handle that and not necessarily have a situation where you do have 11 out there, and now you kill a play? Right. Okay. So I, I'm going to tell you based on experience as a back judge, I'm punching out and, I, and I'm le and I'm looking and I'm getting a head con uh, nod with my uh, wing official line judge. And I'm doing the same thing, uh, head nod, visual confirmation from my linesman. We're on the same page. We got 11. My arm is out. No, no question. Now, if a wing has a question and says, wait a second, get on the radio. Robert coach says we got 12. No, we got 11. Play it out. And, uh, and, and let the play go, and you can keep the players contained if you doubted yourself, even though you're probably 100%, but just we're human, we do make mistakes counting sometimes. You can keep the players on the field to ensure, yeah, nope, I still, still have 11. Coach, we had 11 on there, we're clean, let's go. But that's how it handled that situation. Don't throw your flag unnecessarily. You can throw your flag late, but you certainly don't want to throw it prematurely. Well, and I'm glad he went that route because that's kind of where I was going with that and I'm going to throw this over to Mike um, so Mike you know what Robert said is it better to have a late flag and be wrong than have an early flag and be wrong so like if you're not 100% sure let it go and do what Robert said or would you rather kill it count and then say oh just reset I mean what how would you handle that I mean it's not good in either case you want to be focused in every single play um, but I would say that I'd rather let the play go and not break up the flow of the offense they, they're in position to run their play you kind of give the defense an advantage if you stop play and you're wrong because now the defense has a little more time to judge what the offense might be doing so i would say let the play happen i agree because ultimately like you said at the beginning focus yeah we need to have our focus we shouldn't let that happen like robert said we should know we got it and then we got signals a lot of times we can do this for like a recount if we got the radios, whatever, let's make sure if, we're, if we don't know what we're doing on account. But I would agree, let that play go because ultimately you can't come back and get it. And our goal is to get it before if there truly is 12 out there. But if we're not unsure, let it go, corral them up and figure it out because you would rather get it late than do something like this and then you kind of have, you have egg on your face. So we're gonna go to our next play, which is also a substitution. So we'll go wide on this. And this is a late substitution. So you're going to see, you're going to see the, the, I'm going to circle here, this player who's coming in. He is the, he's your, your substitute. So they're going to, he's going to try to get the player out, alignment for alignment. You can see the offense is getting up there to run the play. And now they snap the ball. So the ball is snapped, and here's where our alignment is. 
or yeah, that's where he is, where he has, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's where he's going to be on the field when the ball is snapped. Now, we talk about technically, that's a foul. That is an illegal substitution. It is not an illegal participation because he's running off of the field. It is a live ball. This is not a dead ball because you have to give them every opportunity. We had a whole thing about substitution a few meetings back, so go and check out the archive on that one. So we know that this is a live ball foul. We're going to let the, the player get off. But my question, I'm going to go to Stan on this one. Stan, you see a play like this, okay? And it's not affecting the play at all. We used to, in the old days, take a couple steps out as the, as the wing official to let them go by us, and we didn't see them. In the day and age now of these high-definition films, and I can circle it and do this, we kind of have to call this. I mean, it kind of sucks, but we're kind of in a trick bag here. We, we have to call this one. Would you agree? Oh, most definitely, because if anything, it did potentially distract my line judge. And because the player's running right by there and I need my line judge focused on his pre-snap uh, routine and his pre-snap mechanics. And if his eyes got diverted because this player is running off, then uh, we need to flag it. Plus, the other reason is, again, this is the offense. They know what they're supposed to be running. And um, the defense doesn't. So offense has this advantage and they don't need to have the second advantage by having this player do that. I agree. Live ball foul. We kind of got to get it. But remember, it's a live ball. Let this go. Let the defense, you know, let the offense run the play, and then we'll we'll come back. Robert, I oh, like one of, comment. Oh, one, go ahead. Tim, go one, ahead. one comment on the previous play. Yes. The thing that bothered me about the previous play is how that coach now owns that official. When that official just responded to that coach saying there was more people on the field, then that coach now knows he can get in that official's head. And um, that's a shame that that official would just automatically go with that. Um, I, that, that. That shouldn't happen. No, I agree. And that's what we were, we mentioned earlier. So I do agree with that. Robert, I saw you typing away. Any questions or comments from the groups? Yeah, this, this is the only comment and question. It's kind of a combo. But the question is, what if the wing official doesn't flag it, but as a crew philosophy, you want to flag it. Can another crewmate throw their flag? Go ahead oh. and take it away. <laughs> oh, man, that's a toughie. You know, we talk about fishing in other people's ponds. And, and Lamagne, I wish he was here. He'd be like, if you're going to fish in somebody else's pond, you want to catch a shark, not a minnow. This isn't a shark, okay? And the reason why is if you're a bat, okay, if this was a, a crew of seven, which it looks like it is, I think you have the right as the, as because you can see there's a side judge up here. So I think you have the right if you are the, the, uh, the field judge over here that's out of the screen. This is dual coverage. So you have the right to throw on this, okay? But if you're the back judge and this is a five-person game, stay out of this. And Robert, you're a back judge. Would you, would you want, would you call this if you were the back judge, even if it was a crew philosophy? If, if I did throw on that, it would be a career ender. I would, uh, I would <laughs> donate my uniform because that would be it. No, I would sink with the ship on this one. But I would have a nice conversation with my uh, crewmate after the play for sure. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that's one of those after the, where, you know, from a film standpoint afterwards where you're going to be like, you're going to say, hey, what the heck just happened there? So, um, you, you know, a, a coach, if a coach sent that in to me as an assigner, I can't defend that. That's a very difficult one to defend. And I'm sure Robert being a signer as well, 
I don't know how you defend it. You, you just can't. You just have to say, I guess they missed it, you know, and, and move on. So I know it sucks. Advantage, disadvantage doesn't really fall into that. But in the day and age of, of the film that we have, and we have a penalty for it, just throw it and move on and be done with it. So we're going to go to our next play. A lot of discussion plays tonight. So uh, there's a lot of plays we had actually lined up for a couple weeks, and we just, didn't get, we just didn't get to them, which is pretty crazy. So this play was sent in from Alaska. So how about uh, Brian from Alaska sent this one in. And I want you to focus in on the holder. So go wide with the other things, Alex. We went wide on it. So you're going to focus in on the holder and see what happens here. So here's the holder. And he puts the ball down. And it goes up. So the question comes in. This is a rules question. And it should be pretty easy as to what it is. But let's go back to the play real quick so I can, I can kind of point out the, the issue. So we're going to, like I said, we're looking at the holder. We're going to freeze it right there. It's an errant snap. And you see the holder, and really what you see is you see that he goes immediately with two knees on the ground. And we actually have talked about the holder and how, how to define a holder uh, in, a, in a few meetings back. But they kick the ball. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out at Mike, and it's a pretty simple question, but I wanted to show it because we don't necessarily see this a lot. And even though we had a, a meeting about it uh, or discussed the holder a few meetings back, Mike, is this legal? Can, I mean, can he do that? Can he go down with both knees after being off the ground with one knee? There's no way I see that as a dead ball. Um, if I'm officiating this, this is a holder recovering a errant snap, going directly to one knee. And I mean, I, the, the, the philosophy of this rule is that you can recover an errant snap and go directly to one knee. I, I, you're making me think, though. I'm going in the rule book, but... Um, I'll, I'll, I mean, he's already got the exception that he can have a knee down and it's not dead. He's allowed to recover an errant snap, and, like lift. He can recover an errant snap and go immediately back down. This is great. I'm not going to put the dead ball rolls on him here. I'm glad you point that out because if you go to the rule book, this is an exception. You can go up to get the errant snap and go right back down and it says knee. Yeah. And in parentheses, it's got an S. Oh. So... It actually says knee ease because yeah. you're not required. You're not required to have one knee down. Oh, you found it, huh? You see the parentheses? Yeah. S. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so on page 48. So, so yeah, this is a legal play. I'm glad we're showing it because, like I said, we don't get plays like this a lot. He, he went to the air and snap. He goes right back down. They kick the ball completely legal. So if you're out there watching this and this happens in your game, it doesn't matter that he started with one knee down, and now he goes up and goes right back down with two knees. It's right out of the rule book. He can go down with two knees as long as he becomes the holder. Right again, he doesn't do anything else with that ball. Goes right back to the ground, and then it's down on the ground to be kicked like it is in this case. So Brian was a little nervous. He was like, oh, I hope I got this one right. I'm like, Brian, you nailed it, man. You got it. So good job here on this one. So I'm glad we were able to point that out. If it happens in your game, you'll be ready for it. So let's go to our, our next our next play. And uh, this one, let me uh, switch views real quick, get the, uh, the draw view. All right, so we're going to get a couple views of this one. And this is a, a potential illegal block below the waist on the defense. Okay, so we're going to let the play play out because I think a lot of times we miss this and it's going to be right here. I want you to watch because right now the action is going this direction. So this defensive player is the one that we're going to focus on. All right, and watch what he does. 
So you'll see that again. I'll bring it back one more time. You're going to see him come up and then he goes, he potentially goes low, takes out the lead blocker. Now I'm going to show, I'm going to show the other view. I'm going to show the end zone shot of this. So that way you can kind of get both perspectives. So let me, uh, let me go back to the draw function again. So you can see that and we can play, you know, play telestrator. So, all right, here we go. All right, let's see. So we're going to look out over here. It's going to be over in this area. We're going to, we're going to focus in on that. I'm getting all these emails. People are seeing, you know, I should always turn off my email, Alex. I should always do that. All right. So here we go. All right. Let's watch the play. All right. So you see the play and now you saw the side shot. You saw the end zone shot. So what are we thinking? I'm going to go to Stan on this one. Stan, you see a play like this. What are you thinking in regards to, is this enough? Do you want to see it again? I mean, what, what's your thoughts? In my opinion, this is clearly enough. Uh, the defensive player saw a fellow that's bigger than he is, and he wanted to take him out from his blocking position, and he immediately went low, and we got to flag that. All right, so immediate, immediately low. So I'm going to ask Mike, Mike, because this is a tough one, because there, there is a rule, you know, you had the rule book ready to go about like where the position of the hands are in regards to an illegal block below the waist and how that works. If I got my hands, where are my hands? And, and is that contact high and going down low? Do you think there's enough contact here up high before he goes low? I mean, I'm, I'm running the play here. We'll, we'll go back to the play here real quick so I can go, I can go frame by frame. Is there enough contact high before he goes low does he hit him get him with his hands or is his hands already stationed below his waist so we wouldn't want to count the hands as as high contact i mean you see this what do you think i mean i see the i see the uh the offensive player trying to put his hands down and hitting the back of the shoulders of the guy who's going low so i i mean i that rule basically tells us we can pretend that the hands aren't even involved um, because we're looking for the force of the contact. The force of the contact is low. This is a block below the waist. The hands, uh, it doesn't matter what's going on with the hands if the force of the contact is low. I really, I really just don't. I know what it says in the rule book, but unless he's actually sliding down, it's, there is not enough high contact. He did not slide down. He went low. And I would agree. I mean, it's a safety foul. But I think mm -hmm. this is one of those that sneaks up on us. We're not ready for that defender going low, and it's happening more and more and more in the game. So I think we need to be ready for it. Robert, I saw you typing. I know you, you got some stuff on this. Robert, what do you think? Yeah, our viewers are in agreement that they have a flag down for a block below the waist here on the defense. Now, when you see this in your game, it's specifically like this is shown here in this example, you can tell very quickly this is being coached. And the player may be very surprised that the foul has just been called against, you know, that, that uh, defensive player. And the coach is going to want an explanation from the wing official uh, on why the flag was thrown. Because in some contests throughout the country, that, that uh, foul's not being called. But if you're an MIB team member, we want this safety foul called. Oh, but, and we do have one question yes. also. Uh, just an opportune time, because I think Stan sent in the video and he made a comment. But they want to know what shampoo Stan wears, because they love his hair. 
Oh, Stan, you got you've got a fan club. So what's the brand that you use, Stan? Uh, Pert is, is what the um, I says. go the uh, you know the, the the whole stuff that's six in one. It's uh, it's body wash, shampoo, ah. shaving cream, WD forty. Ah, uh, you know the whole the whole gamut, even duct tape. So it works. All right. I'll look for the duct tape next time. So there you go, Stan. You got a fan club out there. They're, they're checking you out, man. All right, let's go, to our, let's go to our next play. And this one, we're just, just going to get the one view of it because the side shot didn't really show it. So we're going to go wide on it. It, it is a uh, potential. It's a suspect hold. It's actually going to happen over here on the sweep. So you kind of know where to focus yourself on the, on the play. So you'll see it. We're gonna, the quarterback is going to scramble, and it's going to come into your view right here. So this is what we're going to focus on. And I want everyone to take a look at this because this is a, becomes a point of attack block and they've got seven officials. So, you know, this should be, somebody should be looking at this. So I'll run it one more time. Like I said, the side shot doesn't really show it. So that's why we're not showing, we're not, I'm not going there, but you can see right here. I mean, you got some arms here. So you're asking yourself what category of hold would it be in if I had a hold, or maybe you don't have a category, so it's not. So looking at that angle, and just once again, this is film, this is discussion, we're kind of talking some philosophy here. I'll start out with Mike on this one. Mike, obviously, you know, this angle, no one's really looking from this angle on the field, but hopefully you've got a line judge looking in, or maybe even a, a referee coming over the top or around, maybe. Um, but your line judge or your side judge or your field judge deep, your short, your deep should be looking at this deep might not see it cause he's coming from behind it. What are, what are your thoughts when you see something like that? I mean, it's definitely suspect, but does it fall into a category for you? Um, oh, if you went to category, I, I was talking mechanics, but, um, that's a takedown <laughs> definitely. But well, mechanically, I, mean, you can talk, I totally agree. You can line talk mechanics too. You can talk mechanics too. I'm just like the whole, the whole process. Yeah. So I was a little bit of both, but so yeah, if you got it as a takedown. Okay. I what do. about the mechanic side of it? So the mechanic side of it, you're right that the referee can be an assistant, um, for watching for blocks on this, uh, on this runner, the runners in space. So there's really no reason to watch the runner. So as a line judge, as a wing official, I really want to take ownership of this call. I want to see this all the way through. Um, you know, if you have seven, your deep wing might take a look at it, but it's right in front of the line jet. There's no reason to watch the running back. So, um, the, uh, the referee can look inside and leave this one to the line judge all the way. Um, I should be looking for blocks out in front of the runner as the runner approaches the line of scrimmage. And, uh, this falls right in the line judge wheelhouse. And that's a great point because if you're looking at, you know, go back to the play here real quick. You're looking at point of attack. What else is out there? You've got. You've got two lead blockers here. That's it. There's no, there's green between, green between. Your only action going on right now is this action. That's the only thing that is a potential. You might have something in the end zone out here, this, but there's still nothing really happening there yet. And you can see where our field or deep wing, field judge or side judge, depending on a half, is looking. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if I'm looking from behind if he's got it, but you got a couple eyes on this because this is the only thing going on. I'm going to throw this over to Stan real quick. Stan, as a referee, are you going to get a peek at this? And what do you want your, how do you want your crew handling this? And, and, and then secondly, is this enough? Does it fall into the, do you agree with Mike? Does it fall into a category? Uh, yes, I think that uh, this, this was a foul. It, it was not called. 
Um, referee was set up on the opposite side uh, to the quarterback, so he probably uh, potentially didn't see anything through this. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I think this was a, a, a good example, like Mike said, of a, of a takedown and definitely advantage gained at the point of attack. So um, we should have had this. Yep. Um, I'm going to throw it over to, to Robert, get his opinion, and I'm sure if, there, if there's any uh, comments out there, Robert. Yeah, the viewers are in agreement that uh, they have a foul for this, and uh, most of them are agreeing that the, the wing official would be the best official on the field to get it. But, you know, even as a back judge, you can, you can certainly have visibility to this play. You have goal line responsibility, so you're on the goal line, and you see, uh, you know, that the the uh, number eight is rushing the football. So you're looking ahead of that. You don't have to, by any means, focus on the runner, but you know it's heading towards the goal line. So when you look at that key block, you can certainly be part of that conversation uh, relative to was that block legal. And from, from a back judge position, you know, you, you don't have a 100% viewpoint because it's coming from the opposite side, from the outside in instead of the inside out. But you can certainly be a part of that conversation. No, I would agree. You absolutely could, and that's what we want to – Get together, and I didn't even think of the back judge. It's a great point. You know, the back judge looking across might might pick this up too. So, um, all right. Well, we're gonna go to our next play, and this is actually our final discussion play of the night. We're uh, actually moving. We're doing pretty well tonight. We're actually kind of moving through things. Maybe it's because Omani is not here. Maybe because he talks so much. I don't know. Sorry, Bill. Um, anyway, so let's uh, let's go wide. Let's go wide on the play. This one is potential chop block, and it's gonna happen right here and right here. So I want you to focus in on those two players on the potential chop block. And here you go. You can kind of see it. I'm going to run it one more time. I'll run it in slow. I'll, I'll slow it up. So you've got, so you've got, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't, this one's pulling. He's going to come down and then this player is going to come across. So I was mistaken. I apologize. So we'll watch it again. Here we go. He's kind of going up high, and then the other guy kind of comes down low. And 99 doesn't really come off his, you know, come, comes down a little bit, but doesn't really get taken out at the knees. I mean, he gets kind of hit the knees, but he's not really, like, his legs aren't thrown out from underneath him. So now, as an umpire, this is your bread and butter play. We don't have any umpires with us. Maybe we got some watching. So if you're an umpire out there, make sure you comment. And let's, let's throw up the text line real quick. So you can text Robert, let him know. If you're an umpire, it's your bread and butter player. Are you going to catch this? How are you going to see it? Or how are you going to move to stay in position? I'll start out with Stan on this one. Stan, you umpired once in your day, and you yes. see a play like this. Like I said, bread and butter play as an umpire catching these safety fouls. Is this enough for you? Yeah, it's enough for me. Um, I think that's something we've got to, uh, we got to get. I don't know if it was actually – um, intentional, so to speak, but it was enough. We had high-low contact. It's a safety foul. We got to get that. All right. So that's what you've got, and uh, I'm going to throw it to Mike. Mike, once again, I know you're not a big um, you know, umpire very often, but this is uh, you see a play like this. Like if you if you were a supervisor and this was sent into you, I mean, how are you going to you're going to have to defend this somehow? How are you? Are you going to say we missed it? Yeah, the only thing you can say is that because it was a tackle and a lot of times our umpires are really zoned in on guard, center, guard, 
Um, you know, depending, sometimes they may pick up a tackle, but depending on where the referee is, um, sometimes we don't pick up that tackle at the snap and initially. So we may not know how he got to the ground. Um, so this is a situation where you need to pick up when you see your guard pull, you need to pick up the guy that's following him and know what happens to that defender. And hopefully, you know how that tackle got on the ground. Cause I agree with Stan. If, if the tackle in any way went low, even accidentally making contact there, he's on the hook. If he got shoved down by the defender, if he got pulled to the ground and then the defender tripped over him, you just need to know how that tackle got on the ground. So you've got to be aware as an umpire, as soon as you see that guard pull, you've got to widen and pick up anybody who's coming to clip that guy that's, that's going to rush through that gap. you got to know what happens to him. So, yeah, go, we'll go back to the play here real quick because that's a, that's a good point. And you can see, if you look at our umpire here, he looks focused in on that. And that's, I'm surprised they didn't pick up on that. Now, I'm going I'm go to go to Robert here in a second, but I want to go back to Mike real quick. In a, once I th- throw this up, stay on the play here real quick. So you've got a wing over here, and I'm going to say it's our line judge. Or it could be I can make it an H, too. Look at that. An HL. How about it? So they're on this. They're coming in looking like down here. Is there any way that the wing official can help out with this? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've thrown on a chop block before that involves a tackle. Um, Usually it's a tackle and and like a back or something like that. Um, But... I definitely am going to see that low action there and I'm going to want to know what happened to help, but it's hard for me to see the center, you know, in the middle of that melee of players. I, I may not see the combination. So this may need to be a crew call. If the wing is going to come in, he's going to provide information like, Hey, the tackle went low on that player. Did you have somebody else high? You know, you just got to be really aware and, and comfortable with your crew and understand the crew's responsibilities so that so that we can work together as a team. No, I mean, that's a good point about having that teamwork and being able to come in strong that way. I'm going to throw things over to Robert. Any questions or comments on this, Robert? Also, we're going to get the phone lines up and running right now. We're going to attempt to at least. So, Robert, take us uh, through, and then we'll go to the play of the week, and hopefully we'll have some people call in. We've got plenty of time for it tonight. So, Robert, just kind of give me a sum, summary of, of this and then anything else. You got it. First of all, thank you, viewers, for your comments and questions. This is fantastic. This is what we wanted. So, Tim, we ended on a, on a big one here. We got one wing official that says, how in the heck are you, am I going to be able to help the umpire on this? That's a question. Another official is saying, flag it, and then we can just sort it out together. <laughs> so... Uh, that was that was a comment more than anything. Uh, third, third was chop block, chop block, chop block, and then the, the last one for a viewer was I just had this in my uh, playoff game in Idaho last Friday night. So I asked a question: Did you flag it? Uh, if you get an opportunity, call in when we put up this call-in number so you can explain what you did on your play. But uh, Tim, that's a summation of what we have from the viewers. Well, great. So I'm still, you know, of course it's. Uh... The internet's thinking, so I gotta I gotta connect to the phone lines. I want to throw it back to Stan, though. I'm gonna get Stan in a minute because Stan, you got a playoff game this week. Tell me a little bit about it. It's a big game for you, and give me a synopsis of your season here, real quick, and how things went for you down there with the COVID and everything. Yeah, we had. Uh, I was very fortunate. It seemed um, we had several games throughout the season get canceled due to COVID. So we had schools that had to do a forfeit. Um, the state allowed some schools in some situations to be able to schedule a game that didn't count against the record, but it let the kids play football. 
Um, the regions uh, sort of all kind of came out in the wash, uh, even though some people got victories for forfeits uh, that counted to have them make their playoff team. But um, I'm actually surprised we were able to get through the entire season uh, based on what the way the pandemic's been going. But um, as we know, uh, football seems to be very important here in the state of Alabama. And so um, we, uh, we made sure that the kids had the opportunity to play. And so uh, playoffs start this week and I've got a seven man crew. Uh, we, on the opening first week of playoffs, schools can opt to do five man crews, but typically the state wants us to use seven and uh, these two schools are used to using seven. So that's what we're gonna do. And um, so, uh, beautiful facility that I'll be in, um, lots of space for socially distancing the crowd. And um, we're supposed to have kickoff temperature is supposed to be about 68 degrees and it may get down to a frigid 61 by the end of the game. So that ought to be a beautiful night. All right, awesome. So I'm gonna have, uh, Alex gonna turn on the phone line. He's gonna turn on the audio for the phone line. So we're good there, we're up and running. We're gonna throw up the phone number right now. And uh, so that way you can call in and we're going to kind of open it up. You can talk about anything. We got about 15 minutes to kind of talk about your season. Don't be shy. We're good guys here. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk like we talk now. No right or wrong answers. Give us a call. 402-256-MIBT. Hopefully it's working. All right. So uh, we're going we're gonna to go to the PowerPoint here real quick. So, so now it's time for our MIBTonline.com play of the week for this week. Play is for November 4th. So let's go wide. We're going to go wide on the play. Let's see what we got here. It's a, I want everybody to focus in on the top of the screen, up at the top of the numbers here. I don't know if you can see my little pointer here. But we're going to focus in on the top of the screen. You're going to see some contact from the motion man, or I'm sorry, the, the flanker up here. We're going to look at this flanker up here. Not the motion man, the, 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 I guess he's on the end of the line of scrimmage and see what he does. Boom. All right, we're going to watch it one more time. We're focusing on that wide out at the top of the screen. We're going to see what happens with them. Here he comes. Boom. All right, how about it? So here we go for this week. Is this contact an illegal blindside block? or no foul. You can email me, timmibtmedia.com, or at officially speak. That's where the Twitter's gonna, Twitter poll will be. I'm trying to do a Twitter poll on, I see people doing them on YouTube, so I'm gonna try to do that and see if I can't get that up. But it's definitely gonna be at, at our, on our Twitter feed. At officially speak, you can email me if you don't have Twitter, any comments. Here's something I'm gonna ask for, which is a little bit different. Because we're going to have these plays for a couple weeks, but we're not meeting for about a month, take your phone, take your iPhone, you know, go like this or however, and take a video and send in your submission. Do it via video and we'll show it as part of our weekly meetings or our weekly, I should say, our weekly uh, plays of the week when we're not meeting. And it'd be kind of cool to see you out there, viewers out there. You can be part of the show. So Take a video of you giving us your explanation and we'll have a live comment. I think that would be great. So you can email those submissions at tim at mibtmedia.com as well. 
or if you're a little bit of a bigger file, let me know. We'll figure out a way to get it because I love, I think that'd be cool. Robert, you think that's a pretty cool idea, huh? I and love it. Be, let's, let's make it happen. Let's yeah. make it happen. All right. So, so that's what's going to go on there. So that's play of the week for this week. Now let's go to the phone lines and see if we've got anybody on the phone lines. We do have a caller. So when the, when the, when you're, if you're calling in, you should hear the show. You're, you're going to hear it. It puts you on hold and it says welcome and blah, blah, blah. And then when it's time to talk, you'll hear a beep. You'll hear a beep out there, and that means you're on the air. And so, and I'm going to try to call you out by area code and prefix too, so that way you know, because I don't have caller ID. I don't know who you are, but I do have your phone number. So let's, uh, let's bring in uh, the 630 area code. In high school, in high school, is it okay to use the next step off the field philosophy? I know college did away with it, but and, and we're not really supposed to walk out onto the field a step or two, but can we use the next step would have put them off and ignore it? Okay, Tom, that's a great question. And I would say it's one of those where, especially at the high school game, you know, the one shot that we showed, he was clearly on the green. Clearly, clearly on the green. If it's bang, bang, if it's like, you know, he's taking that step and then the ball snapped, I believe you can get away with it. Now, ultimately, if it's sent in and the coach says, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. If it's clearly, if he's clearly still on the field, then like that play we showed, or if it's, you can, you can really tell that you're kind of stretching that. So I guess my point is, is you don't want to be too liberal with it. If you can get away with it, a little bit of a step, because it's like almost simultaneous or maybe just a little bit before, you can say it's close enough. I'm going to ask Robert if he agrees with this. I think Robert does. If it's clear, it's clear. If it's not, it's not. We can let it go. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, understand the game situation. That's, that's my takeaway. First of all, are you working on a grass field or are you working on turf? If you're working on grass field all night long, absolutely. He gets the extra step. No problem whatsoever. Now, we're talking a turf field, good lighting, uh, game situation. We're game managers. Is this, is this really you know, a situation where we're going to love your flag? Hey, number 95, he's given all, every, all his heart to get off the field and he's one step away. I have no problem with it. Uh, just let your crewmate know across the field uh, to allow that same honor and privilege uh, so it's evenly balanced. All right, so Tom, thanks, thanks a lot for the call. We appreciate you starting us off. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to go to uh, the, the 563 area code. Looks like a 528 prefix. You're on here on MIBTonline.com. Tell me your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Sam, this is George from Andalusia out by the Quad Cities on the west side of Illinois. Hey, George, how are you doing today? Oh, not too bad. I called a few years ago, or a few weeks ago. I was actually the one that uh, started that whole discussion about the uh, snapper and the, um, the holder. But anyway, um, last year we had a very similar situation to the uh, block below the waist on the defense that we discussed earlier tonight. And then we had the coach on the defense argue with us for several minutes that because his players are not actually participating in blocking for a runner, they shouldn't be called for a blocking foul. Um, we explained to him that that's just the term for the foul and it's a safety foul. Um, but he spent several minutes arguing with us and at the time he um, connecting substitutions for his players and eventually our referee just had to tell him, we're done with this discussion, we need to play football. I'm wondering at what point do you take it to the next level and maybe throw an unsportsmanlike conduct on him or, or uh, how you would handle that situation because he was just not listening to it. 
No, that's a great question. And um, it goes into that game management situation. Personally, as long as they're being respectful and we have the moment to talk to that coach, I'll let it go for a little while. Try to explain, try to educate. You know, try to kind of do what you just said. Try to do that education, explain to them the difference in the rule or what he's thinking that this is not legal and that the reason why it's not legal. But once it starts to get to the point where you're not, we, and you know that point, you know that point where now it's not communicating anymore. This is, I'm going to tell you I'm right, even though I'm wrong as a coach, and now we're going to walk away. And if they want to continue to pursue it after you said, all right, coach, we've, we've explained it. Now you don't agree. We're going to agree to disagree and move on. Now if it crosses that line to that disrespectful or the continuation of just, just badgering, then at some point, yeah, you're going to have to step in. Now, if it's an assistant coach, you might go to the head coach first and say, hey, we explained this. This guy's got to you know, calm down. If it's a head coach, yeah, at some point, if he's not going to let it go and it's crossing that line, yeah, you're going to have to flag it. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate thing. I see Robert raising his hand. Robert, what do you think? Yeah, thank you, George, for sharing that. Uh, he, he did share in his comment online, too. So thank you so much. This is very important. I have experience with this particular situation. It, it was two years ago. We had a state final championship team uh, play another uh, team that always made it to the quarterfinal, if not semifinal, but they were up a couple classes. Now, the state championship team who was uh, competing at a higher level was coaching their players to bear crawl into the backfield and thereby blowing up the wedge of the lead blockers. We flagged it, and the coach was extremely upset, and our wing official had to professionally say, that that's a foul, and, and the state final coach said, we've been doing this my entire coaching career, and that's not a foul. So the next few plays, believe it or not, it happened again, we fouled it again, or we flagged it again. Now that coach was a screaming at our wing official saying, that is not a foul, and he says, coach, we've called it twice, and we will continue to call it. You may want to consider coaching up your players differently tonight. That's how we handled it. Flag them. Flag the foul. As far as unsportsmanlike, have thick skin. You don't need to have rabbit ears. But certain coaches will take you to the brink. But you know what? Unless, unless uh, it comes to the point where it's distracting you so far you can't even focus anymore, that's when you flag it. But if you have thick skin and your ear lobes are down, uh, you know what? Uh, let, let the coach gripe and just handle it on the field. So that's a great point. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it over to Mike real quick to kind of go uh, and George thank you so much for calling we appreciate uh, you calling in again and and you got to see a play now with the with the holder so that's pretty cool so um Mike you know like you said like how how far are you going to let a like, conversation it could be anything too Mike you know he talks about how trying to explain a coach you know and you know, I'll always love the one hey how could that be intentional grounding it was out of the pocket you know you're trying to that one that was always a fun one to explain but at some point how when is enough enough and when are you going to kind of say all right we're going to just move on well, I mean, when the coach is actually misunderstanding the rule so much to the point that his whole defense is predicated on blocking below the waist on lead blockers, you're going to need to spend a little more time. Um, but I'm going to make sure that conversation happens at the sideline. And I'm going to make sure that when I'm done, then he doesn't follow me onto the field and holler anymore. If he takes steps out after me, after I've already decided that I've answered his question, and he's not asking questions anymore, and I let him know that it's done, then my task is to start heading back out onto the field to officiate further. And as soon as he steps out onto the field to protest, then there's your automatic unsportsmanlike conduct. Agreed. So, you I, know, but I'll let him know that I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to educate, just like you said. 
But um, if you know, taking it over the line when he's out on the middle of the field because I let him come and talk to me on the field, that's on me. I got to walk him all, all the way off to the sideline and have the entire conversation with him off the field. I agree. Off the field is exactly what you want to do with it. So we're going to take in one more call, and we're going to call tonight. Hey, thank you so much, George. Thanks for calling. Tom, thanks for calling. We're going to bring in one more call here, and we will call it a night. 312 area code, 342 prefix. So tell me your name and where you come from. 312, 342, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Can you hear us? I can hear you. This is Joe from River Forest. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Good, good. Um, you, want, you started the evening talking about the interception on Monday Night Football or the interference call. Sure. And uh, I, be I believe that it was the bad judge that threw the flag and – I thought the ball hit the defensive player in the forearm that the wing saw, so I thought it was a good job by the officials to overrule the interference call. All right, Joe, thanks so much. Appreciate the, appreciate the call. Robert's jumping all of it now, so I know Robert wanted to talk. He threw it out there. He wants to talk about this. Robert, crew getting together. Big-time call at the end of the game. Changes the game potentially. Robert, talk. No, I, I thank you so much for uh, wanting to discuss this play. I wanted to hear from our viewers and, and, and everyone on what their perception was of that game situation. Critical play, no doubt, game decider. It was a two-point conversion type uh, situation in overtime where uh, the pass interference uh, was originally flagged and then picked up. And, you know, at, at our level, you know, is that, is that a situation where anyone will have the courage, courage to help a crewmate out, but that was a tight play, and, and I just can't see it happening at, at our level. Well, and, and even at our level at high school, we don't have replay. Not that that was a replay foul, but we have to be our own replay. And, you know, talking about earlier, catch sharks, not minnows, only go in there and discuss that if you're, like, 100% sure or you need to share pertinent information and let the official who made the call make the decision as to whether or not they want to continue with that call in a game situation as tight as it was there. But yeah, have the courage. That's all what it's about, man. Having courage to do the right thing. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get changed, but don't just go in there to be hurt. Because I'm sure Robert has worked with officials. I have, I'm sure Stan and Mike, who just, and I'm sure even Alex has worked with people who just want to be heard. They just want to talk and they, have, they don't have any value. Robert talks about value all the time. Robert, if, you, if I come to you, you want me to have value. You don't just want me to hear, you just don't want to hear my opinion. Would you agree? 1,000%. One, 1, come with information. Uh, and, and that's just that don't come in with questions, you know, come in with information. That's, that's the big takeaway uh, with those type of conversations with crewmates. So bring value. So, hey, what a great night. Okay. I mean, I had fun. Robert, you have fun tonight? Oh, it was awesome. I, mean, I, can't, I, mean, wait to, I can't wait to do it again. In a month. Awesome. We'll be back in a month. Stan, Stan Brown there from Alabama who gets to work a playoff game, worked the whole season. I haven't worked one game and it's been over a year, almost a year. Did you have fun tonight, Stan? Had fun, and I can't wait to uh, uh, go down and check out my shampoo. All right. Per plus, man. I've been doing it for 30 years, and look, boop, that's what happens. All right, so let's go to, let's go to Mike. Mike, did you have fun tonight, Mike? Oh, absolutely. I love the callers. Um, it's great to have three people call in. It, it really feels like a great community that you have developed here at MIBT Online, and I love to be a part of it. Well, thanks, Mike. We love having you a part of it, and hopefully that's what we're doing. Hey, I got Alex over here. Hey, Alex, did you have fun tonight? Oh, 
Let me get my oh, you got to get turn on your microphone yeah, on. I'm turn on my microphone. But, um, I had a lot of fun tonight. All right, Alex. Alex, who's going to win the election? Give us your prediction. You see, you can talk about you can talk about this. You don't know anything about football, but you can talk about this. Who's going to win the election? Yeah, who's going to win tonight or um, the other night or whatever? When it all said and done. Oh, come on, tell us who you think. It's too hard to say. Ah, oh, too I, I, too close. My, my prediction is we won't know for even the next week or so, especially if there's like a Supreme Court case. So, <laughs> so hopefully by the next yeah. time we meet here at MIBT online, we'll have a new pre uh, a president. I don't want to get new, old, different, whatever. We'll have a president. <laughs> we could potentially have a new president because somebody once told me Republicans buy shoes too. I think Michael Jordan said that once. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for being here. I had a fun time uh, tonight. So uh, look for the play of the week. Send us your videos. It'd be kind of fun to do that. I, I'm looking forward. So hopefully people will participate. So for Alex, for Robert, for Stan, and, and for Mike, and for the Bill Amanyes out there, and go catch him out this week. We, we wish Bill was with here. I hope everybody has a great night. We'll catch you uh, in about a month here at MIBTonline.com, but we'll see you next week on the play of the week. So everybody have a great night, and we'll see you then. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the MIBTonline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTonline.com. We'll catch you next time.